I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Musician Studio. I'm Ethan Millard. My guest today is a singer, songwriter, and producer. You can find him online everywhere under the handle Adam Turley Music, including AdamTurleyMusic.com. Adam Turley, welcome. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you because you are kind of part of this, you know, this new generation of independent music producers. You're just out writing and releasing great music. And you're doing it so differently than artists did even just a decade or so ago. Yeah. How is that? uh, Do you wish, do you ever look back at the way people do it, did it back then, and wish that you could kind of go back then, get a deal with the record label, and let them do all the work? Honestly, no, because I, I mean, I've never experienced that era um, firsthand. Um, So, um but I love the way technology has progressed and allowed like me as a creator to be really independent in the way that I, I do things. And I, especially when it comes to music production and music, music creation, uh, no matter how hard I've tried or, you know, when I've been in bands or groups, um, it's been a lot of fun, but I've always just found myself with like this vision I have in my head and this, like this desire to be able to create it. And so, right. The way things have progressed have really allowed me to do that, and it's been—I think it's amazing. So I would—I honestly wouldn't really have it any other way. Um, yeah. Uh, how did you get into music? You told me as we were kind of chatting ahead of time that you've been—you've been writing songs since you were a kid. Yeah, uh, I started drumming when I was like actually before that. I, I guess I played the violin when I was like eight. Okay, <laughs> that was a couple of years. I could play the can can. That's the hardest song I ever learned. Uh, <laughs> on the violin yeah on the violin alright okay cool uh, then I you know my family moved to Utah um, stopped playing violin and then I started being interested in the drums my friend had a drum set and I would go over there all the time and just play his drums why and, did you uh, love the drums I don't know I don't know I don't, I don't know what intrigued me so much about it um, maybe I saw that he was like good at the drums and I wanted to be good I, I, don't, I, I can't really tell you but uh, just was like infatuated at the drums, so I got a drum set pretty quickly. Pretty quickly after, and uh, yeah, all through middle school, I was just like drumming. That was like my life. Um, that and soccer, and then um, yeah, and then ninth grade, I I really picked up the guitar and started writing music and singing. And then from from that point on, it was like I loved drumming, but I just found a lot more I could be, I could like 
unlock my creativity more through chords and melodies and lyrics and really express myself um, at that time. And so that kind of just took over. Um, yeah, I started, you know, writing music a lot more than I did drumming. And eventually, you know, I don't really drum very much anymore, but it's definitely helped. Do you process. do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Yeah. What was it? It's called Butterflies. How does it go? I actually... Okay, well, like the first full song, that's actually like right. a song that I, I wrote. What did you ask? Sorry, did you yeah, ask what well, it's about? Yeah, what is it about? Yeah, It's about uh, Natalie Phillips, the girl I liked in ninth grade. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. It's that's like, amazing. All right. Tell me all about it. So you actually, wrote this song. Yeah, it's actually kind of a funny story. Um, so literally just like a couple months before I had, I like knew my way around the guitar. I knew like, you know, the basic chords and stuff um, and would learn different songs yeah. uh, but I was really just barely getting into it and then uh, I started you know going out with this girl we went out for like two weeks and then she broke up with me because she also liked my best friend oh you know that conflict there Love it devastating yeah. devastating to yeah. the ninth grade Adam um, and anyway so I was so devastated the next day I didn't go to school no I think that night I wrote this song the next day I didn't go to school and I recorded that song on GarageBand through my like really crappy USB mic. What did you um, tell your parents when you didn't go to school? Did you tell them they were, you were sick or did you <laughs> confess that you need to stay home from school to write a love song for a girl who just broke up with you? Yeah, I probably would. I was probably honest about it. My mom's, my parents are really chill. So they would have liked that. They would have appreciated that story. Yeah, I think so. And they love, they're huge fans of like my brothers and I as, as musicians. So they they supported a lot, but stayed home from school that day, re- recorded the song, uh, burnt it onto a CD, put it in a little baggie with a note professing my love, and then I brought it, I barely made it to the end of school and gave it to her, and then I walked away, and then literally within like 20 minutes, I had a text that said something like, can we talk? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she got back together with me, and we dated for like nine months. It's so funny. From this, because uh, she loved the song. Yeah. Anyway, it's still a joke within like my friend group. Like we talk about butterflies a lot, and I I still have the recording and stuff. It's pretty. Funny. Do you remember the lyrics? Share. Get. Tell me some of the lyrics. How did it go? Uh, I love this story so much. Let's see. Um, Don't be shy now. I know you can remember. Well, I'm, I'm just, just trying. trying to, to, I'm just trying to think of what part to say. Oh, the right, cor- right, okay. the chorus says. Well, if it makes you happy, it's so dramatic. Well, if it makes you happy, I won't stay forever, just as long as you need me. You lift me way up high. You give me butterflies. I need you. Do you need me? Yeah. <laughs> Ninth grade. That's fantastic. Ninth grade, yeah. That's uh, amazing. That's kind of what, but after I wrote that song, I kind of realized, like, you know, I like this, that I could, it was therapeutic to me. Yeah. To write music, and so, yeah. Uh there must have been some other times when music has come through in that therapeutic way to kind of help you process emotions. Yeah, all the time. Um, I think the way I've written music has changed as I've gotten older. Um, but definitely through my adolescence, uh, I would be most inspired to write music when I was feeling depressed or feeling down. Um, and that was really a coping mechanism for me in high school and things uh, to really get get my feelings out there and to, uh, you know, cope with those things. And so, and I still do to this day, you know, I have, I'm not going to say it's an everyday thing because, you know, all creative people will say like your creativity comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but even to this day, I, I really try to write about my life and 
I'll never put out a song for myself that I don't really connect to or isn't really something that I've experienced or I'm experiencing or I guess really connected to. Because sometimes I write music in a poetic way or, you know, in a very creative storytelling way that necessarily I haven't experienced it exactly that way, but I really connect to the the message. The sentiment, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're writing these songs on such a personal level, doesn't that leave you kind of vulnerable? Yeah, for sure. But that's what people like. Like, just to be straight up, like, I don't know, maybe some people don't, but um, I think most of us crave, uh, you know, we like to listen to music that feels real um, and not artificial. Yeah. And uh, me personally, I, you know, those are the songs that really stay with me and I don't just listen to for a few days, but I'll go back to are these songs that have... Um, they're raw, and um, even though they may be dressed up with like really cool production and other things that make them um, really cool, um, they're written in a genuine, authentic way. And uh, yeah, so I think it's great to be vulnerable. Uh, you now you're still pretty young. You've got your best music years probably still ahead of you. But what's a what's a highlight so far? If you look back on what you've done so far, what do you think is like your best moment? Was it delivering that CD with Butterfly and having her send you that text? Because I imagine yeah. when she sent you that text, you knew she was coming back, right? Yeah. You knew she was coming back. That must have been a great moment. But what uh, what's even exceeded that? Um, as for like a specific moment, I don't, I don't know if I can say a specific moment. Um, because the whole this whole thing has been like my musical life has been a journey. Like that's the only way I can put it. And I tell a lot of people that it's – a journey. I, I, I love my journey. It's a difficult journey. Um, I'm not anywhere near where I want to be, but um, just the little triumphs on, along the way, I, I, I guess like, you know, moments that you're, you're asking me about would be, um, you know, one last year I released my first single on Spotify. It's called Overdrive. And uh, with the lofty goal of like, if this gets 100,000 streams, like I'm so happy, like, like in my dreams, you yeah. know? And, uh, you know, just two days ago, it just passed 200K. So I'm, like, stoked about that's that. That's amazing. Um, that's been awesome. And then, yeah, dude, I don't know. The, the happiest thing for me about making music besides express myself is being able to create something that I show someone and they're really touched by it or they're really stoked about it. And so just being able to be proud of the stuff I'm creating now um, – is a dream come true, you know? Yeah. We're going to grab a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to ask Adam about some low points in his career. Also, Adam's going to be uh, opening up for a pretty major act coming through town. So we'll give you some details on how you can pick up tickets as well, even uh, maybe a discount ticket ahead of the show. We'll give you some of that information when we come back. As you know, my guest today is Adam Turley. You can find him at adamturleymusic.com or just look for Adam Turley wherever you find great music online, including YouTube, including Spotify, uh, where he has a single that's just, uh, as he was telling us before, just up over 200,000 streams, which is amazing. Now, you are going to be opening for a pretty major act that's also very popular on Spotify. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so I'm opening for an artist named Somo. Um, March 28th at the UCCU Center. Um, it's being put on by uh, an event company um, called The Tribe. 
Um, I'm actually really close, uh, former roommates with the owners of them. Cool. Um, they're really cool guys, and it's going to be an awesome event. They put on great events. So, um, yeah, you can get tickets two for one. Um, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to be going out, but um, I'll post it right away. Okay. I, mean, I don't want anyone to miss out on this. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I won't sit on it. I promise. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I, I believe it's today and tomorrow. Okay. Um, you can get tickets two for one. So if, there's a link in my Instagram bio. Uh, just my Instagram handle is Adam Turley Music. And uh, you just go to the Smith Ticks page at the bottom. I believe there's a two for one button where you can get tickets two for one. So, yeah. Okay. All right. And so for a point of reference, today is March 13th. Yep. So if you're picking this podcast up today or tomorrow, make sure that you head over there, Adam Trilly Music on Instagram. He's got that link there. You can uh, pick up discount tickets to see Adam and Somo, Yep. which is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. So this is obviously a highlight. Uh, this is a, yeah. a very big show. So this is going to be a great moment for you and for your career. Uh, but have there been times where you've really questioned whether you were making the right decision going into music? <sighs> yes. I'm going to take a big sigh because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, like self-doubt is something that I struggle with. Really? If not on the daily, like all the time. What, you know? do, you, what do you doubt about yourself? Um. You know, there's just so many artists that I look up to and love and uh, even more than like a music creator, I'm a fan of music and I love listening to music. And so I'm always listening to it. Um, And it's very easy, you know, not in many ways of our lives to just compare and look at the next guy and be like, oh, is this up to par with his? And so, um, but at the same time, me as a, you know, a writer and a producer, it's really important for me to be like, okay, how does my stuff compared to the other stuff like i need to make sure that i'm releasing stuff that is professional and that's right. up there you know so uh yeah there 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 are low points there's a lot of high points too but i mean anyone who goes on this journey of of you know creating music um in any in any degree um needs needs to know that there's yeah. a lot of self-doubt involved and you just have to you just have to push through it and um, even though I have self-doubt, I always try to believe in myself and just work really hard. You so. got you to gotta stop comparing yourself to other people. That's yeah, I know. You I do. Stop that. I know. But we all do that, right, in yeah. various things. So with our coworkers, no matter what our careers are, friends, we compare ourselves to each other. Yeah. So, what's, so where, is that, where is that line between appreciating someone else's work and being inspired by it? Yeah. Where is that line – at which point where you cross over and you start to get discouraged because you're comparing yourself to it. Yeah. I mean, I think as soon as, as soon as you start feeling that discouragement and, uh, you know, it becomes a negative thing to cut to, to, you know, AB your music to theirs is when you need to stop and maybe even, you know, step away and stop listening to them and just make music that you love. And that is unique to you. And, um, just, just realize that everybody's different, you know? Yeah. Like my music is not going to be just like the next guys and that's good and that's okay. No one wants to hear the same thing, yeah. you know? And so I think as soon as you start feeling that discouragement is when, you know, you need to have some self-examination and kind of step back. Uh, you do a lot of producing. Yeah. So you're working with a lot of, a lot of musicians. Yeah. A I work with uh, a lot of local artists and, uh, I also do a lot of vocal work for, for other producers online. Um, and stuff like that. So, uh, why are you doing this? Why not just focus on your own on your own songs? Why are you also kind of helping produce other people's songs? 
Uh, to be to be honest, it's it's kind of a mix of a couple of things. So one, I need to make a living. Okay, um, which is fair. <laughs> yeah, which is fair. Um, and I I mean I would way rather be doing making music than going to a nine to five at a call center. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so that's the first thing. And the second thing is um, it's really fun to collaborate, and especially really fun for me to collaborate on other people's music and their vision and help their vision come to life. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these songwriters are really talented and they're like, they have this song in their head and I get to help, you know, create all the sounds and, and create the drum groove and really help it to come to life. And that's really fulfilling for me to do. And, uh, and it's really fun. So I love how your two choices are a career in music or a job at a call center. <laughs> I love how that's like the two things. Is the, is the call, does the call center, does the specter of the call center help keep you motivated? If yeah. it's not here, it's to the call center. Yeah, in a way. Uh, the re- I mean, the reason why I say that is, like, I went to school for a couple of years, um, and, uh, you know, I went to college, and uh, it was great. Uh, I was studying audio, um, which is what I'm obviously really interested right. in. Um, but I made the decision to, you know, I, I, I honestly felt like I learned so much more about my craft and about what I wanted to get good at on YouTube and online than I did at school to be really? honest. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know, you, you know, spending a lot of money going to school and I was just like, well, you know, no one's going to ask me, uh, you know, out in LA, no one's going to be like, show me your bachelor's. They just want to know if you're good at what you do. So I just, I don't know. I felt like it was best for me to do that. And so, um, the reason why I say the call center thing is like, I don't have a bachelor's degree where I'm going to go and, uh, you know, get some crazy job somewhere. And so, but at the same time, like I've, I'm decided on this, like I, I've decided since day one and part of me and, you know, I inc- try to encourage myself a lot and not really give myself the option to, to not make it in music and not be successful. And I, I, I know I, I will be, it's just a matter of time and hard work. So when did you make that decision where you said, no, I'm doing music <laughs> about two years ago? Yeah. I mean, it was always a lofty dream of mine. I go to concerts. I remember one time I was seeing an artist I I loved and still do love named Matt Carney here in Salt Lake, actually. And uh, I remember that was one moment I was watching on the stage. I was like, I would love, like, I want. that's my dream. Like, I would love to yeah. be up there. Yeah. And uh, But it was always a dream until, you know, I actually had some producer engineer friends who kind of pointed me in the right direction. I was going to go, I was planning on going off to school to an actual audio school not just a university with an audio program out in Arizona. I was about to you leave. I got accepted and everything. And one of them was like, dude, like, why do you want to be an engineer? Like, you're an artist. Like, you're a creator. Like, do that. And it really opened my eyes. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> He's right. And so, uh, you know, after some contemplation and, you know, meditation and and stuff, I, I made that decision. And it just felt right and it still feels right. And, uh Yeah. I think that's amazing. You know, listening to these episodes are a fair number of young people who have the same dream. They want a they want a career in music. Is what they want to do. They play they play every variety of instruments. Uh what's your advice for them? What would you tell to someone who's listening and says, "Ah, oh, man, Adam Turley's path is the path I want to take." What kind of advice would you give? Um, assuming they, you know, by following my path, they want to write songs and produce them on a computer. Um, what I say, um, first and foremost, I would say that the most important thing about, um, 
being good at this and um, making good music is uh, are the fundamentals. It's the songwriting, it's the chords and the melodies. Like especially once you start getting into production of music, like a lot of people focus on all the technical things which are important and pieces sure. of the puzzle, yeah. but um, some of them do that without first understanding how important those fundamental things are because the song is what's most important. So for me, especially in my young years, it was so beneficial for me to learn how to write songs and how to hear those melodies in my head. And then when I got into producing, it was just a matter of learning how to translate those from my head to the to the computer, the DAW, whatever it's working right. on. So. Well, you know, it's uh, it's amazing to watch you and, you know, I know you're you're part of kind of a larger group of young musicians who are doing this. And it's just it's, it's really amazing to watch how prolific you guys are and how good you are at creating this music and then getting it out to people where they can hear it. It's it's really amazing. And you've you're giving us so much ver- interesting variety in uh, in music. It's very, very cool. Thank you. So, I well appreciate done. that. All right. You can find out more about Adam Turley at his website, adamturleymusic.com. Also, just punch in Adam Turley Music to any of the social media sites uh, and it'll pop right up. Also, make sure you pick him up on Spotify. And uh, is that kind of the, your biggest streaming uh, yeah. place? Yeah, that's the push right now. That's, that's the push? That's what's hot. So, um, okay. I mean, anywhere you listen to music is the answer. But, um, yeah, check me out on Spotify as well. All right, adamturleymusic.com. Adam, thanks so much for doing this. Hey, thank you for having me.